Welcome to the Francisca Show podcast, a part of JewishCoffeehouse.com, the show on where I give a voice to Jewish issues, topics, and people. I'm Francisca, your host. Hey, France Dance, thanks again a lot for coming back, listening to this podcast, following this podcast on whichever podcast listening app you're using, and of course, participating in the conversation. Just before we start, I want to ask you to have someone in mind when you dive in for a Refua Shalima. As you may know already, this podcast is a part of JewishCoffeeHouse.com. And Rabbi Scott Kahn, who is the host of Orthodox Conundrum, as well as the co-host of Intimate Judaism, is outside of the ICU with his father, who is in critical condition. So please have him in mind in your prayers, Yisrael ben Yochevet. I hope you enjoy this episode. And toward the end, we have a little insertion from our guest who wanted to add a few things in. So please have that in mind when you hear an inserted audio clip toward the end. Now, if you are thinking, oh, what should I be doing next? Well, first, maybe you should be thinking of launching a podcast. And so many of you have been thinking about it and reaching out. So thank you for your referrals. Thank you for sending me business and bringing me business. This is how you support the show. If launching a podcast is not for you, maybe becoming a sleep consultant for infants and toddlers is something you want to do. And if that's so, definitely check out the freebie that's in the show notes. If you sign up with that course using my promo code Francisca, you can get $200 off. I highly recommend that. I know some very successful sleep consultants who have been trained in using this program and who have created a very successful business. Now, I was half joking that these are your two options. If none of these apply to you, maybe you just want to reach out and sponsor an episode. That you can definitely do. Anyway, I hope your Pesach time was very nice and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Francisca Show, Franz Dance. Today on the show, we have with us Daphna Garfield, all the way from Australia. We go way back. We probably know each other now two years. And we're here to talk about real life, real talk, challenges in marriage and life, finding yourself within all those struggles. So without any further ado, welcome to the show, Daphna. So good to have you here. Oh, it's so nice to be on the show. I'm so excited to be on it. Daphna is a longtime listener. We always love having guests who are inspired by the work we do here and find the courage to come on and talk about their personal journey and not remain anonymous. Even though we are so grateful to all the anonymous guests who come on, there is something very unique and special and brave about sharing your name and talking about your personal struggles and journey. So welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for, you know, for addressing all these topics and really giving a voice to all the people out there that are going through their own struggles and journeys and challenges, and then they can relate to what you share on your podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. So first, when we decided to do a podcast together, and Daphna is in the yoga slash mindfulness space industry. And it was so natural to go to, let's talk about healing and the healing journey and all that good stuff. And I said to her, I know there's more to you. I know you could do better than that. And we do hot, controversial slash taboo topics on the show. I like to talk about what we don't talk about in real life. So I challenged you a little bit and you agreed. So tell us what we're going to talk about today. What are we going to hear and learn? I think it's a little bit of what when you when you reach out to me and you said, oh, can we talk about, you know, the mind body healing and the physical plus emotional plus mindset part of things. And I was like, yeah, I love that. That's really. And then you challenged me and I was like, hmm, you know what? There's actually a thing that I've been struggling. The I've been married now nearly 12 years and there's a topic that 
is not talked about. It's not talked about before you get married, really. It's not talked about in your first year. That's like intimacy. Like, how does intimacy work? What if it doesn't work? What if it changes? You change, your partner changes, life changes, you have other outside struggles. That's not talked about. You know, you learn all, like, you learn halacha and you learn, like, you know, this is what you're just going to do. And then you just, what well, I'm just going to do it and I'm just know what I do. And even just knowing your body or get to know your body and that changes too and what if then these two individuals in a marriage you know and you you're you want to make it holy you want to make it this unique special thing that comes together but you're really struggling with it either you have a struggle your partner has a struggle you both have a struggle and you can't find a way to make it work then what then where do you go and is this normal are other people also struggling with it who is struggling with it and it's like where to turn to and do i need a professional there's a lot of information out there but you're like for you yourself and what's right for you 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 you're a bit you're lost and then you also get scared and you're not sure what to share with your partner without making it worse i guess you know where you're at and what you struggle with or what you as a couple struggle with and then you have the everyday struggles in a sense, you know, your day to day that needs you and pull you and the things you want to achieve and desires. And and then you can so easily get into a circle that is just you being just totally lost in the intimacy, physical and emotional part of intimacy in a marriage. And I feel that in our community, there's a level of it being spoken about maybe, but then there's like, after that, there's like this whole gap I find that, where to? Give us an example of where we do talk about it in, in the Dvartors about Anila the Dividodili. <laughs> no, it's really only I found it. So I've done a few because I because my color teacher journey, like when I was um, getting married and my own journey, it was a little bit traumatic, I'd say. Like it was all about halacha. And then I was getting married in Israel and I arrived in Israel and I was felt like, what do I do? Where do I go? How? What? The time? The day? The counting? What do I like? You know, like, and emotionally, you're on a different planet. You're getting married. And so it's not something you've done. You're like, I know, I know how this is done. I've, I've taken this U turn a hundred times. It's like, no, I've never done this U turn. Like, I'm going to crash this car. So I find the only places that it was talked about a little bit is if you want to become a color teacher. So because I had such a traumatic or it wasn't a traumatic experience, maybe, but it was a very much experience that I didn't want other. I wanted brides to have a different experience and that I wanted to become a color teacher. And then I got and did all these different courses, be it intimacy, emotional, like be it halacha, like I learned. And, and that's that's where it's been talked about. But then I find a lot of people when they do teach, they don't necessarily go all the way. Like they may learn it, but they don't really tell the new brides all the different scenarios that can become part of your life. And, you know, and if you ever struggle or if you ever come, you can come back to me and reach out to me or I can help you find a person to talk to. You learn it as a color teacher, but I find it almost that's where it stops because it's not in the Dvartaras, it's not at the Shabbos table, it's not necessarily when you go hang out with your friends and have a dinner. I'm not saying not at all. I'm sure there are girlfriends that sit together and may have that chat. But on an overall majority of our community, the way we live level. Interesting. So can you tell us, since we're talking about the normal amount of lack of intimacy, by normal, I mean, it's normal to be struggling with it. It doesn't mean it's a sign for divorce. That's what I mean. Like this is all the norms within a marriage to be having these issues. So can you yes. break it down so people can understand what's okay? And then maybe what's not okay. Or maybe we all know what's not okay. Break it down for us. It's a great question. I think it is the different levels. So first of all, everybody for themselves, will have to answer questions that will only suit themselves. Like I've been to color classes, teachers, and they say, you got to have sex two to three times a week. And if not, then it's like not okay. And I'm like, whoa, like that can be very pressure. Like that can put a lot of pressure on certain people, you know, like especially now with Corona isolation and all the other things It's like, oh, and then we also got to do that. I don't say connecting is not important at the same time, putting a number on it 
can be very full on for certain people. So I would first say check in with yourself. So really get in touch. What is it that you want? And then what is it that you feel physically and emotionally is it that you desire? Because I can't tell you that this is the right thing for you. And then I would say, have a look where you're at now. Like if you haven't held hands and just touched, you know, a hug, like a physical touch when, you know, you're not in either, you know, or, or, or a kiss and, and, and you're really missing that. Any signs of affection? Yes. Are you okay with that? A month, two, three, four months? You, you happy? Is that the marriage that you want? Like, you know, yet it can easily happen because people are so stressed and so drained with nowadays, our everyday, the modern world and all the ways that we get pulled that that it can just get lost this the joy the little joys almost like finding the little joys in in your marriage being married especially once you have kids it's like where is your marriage is it from 9 to 10 p.m at night because it's definitely not when you have screaming kids around you know trying to get you know lunches ready dinner ready and all of that so finding the little joys but i say it would be really breaking it down first you have to check in with yourself and then you have to check in what is your reality right now you know wh when was the last time we were intimate and then and then it's also almost it really depends on the on people in a sense if you haven't touched or been intimate do you want to just go cold turkey and i'm like i'm just going to stay awake till my partner comes to bed tonight and i'm just going to be like hinting and touching and going you know cold turkey tonight or is it you know no i i need to build it up slowly again because for whatever reason we had a thing going I, I, you know however it was in the beginning or maybe you are in the beginning and you're building it up and then building it up you know be the touch here be the note there be the date night the date lunch be the walk holding hands and just creating almost like a safe space but a joyous space because through joy the other person will be attracted to that energy and that joy and will want to re reconnect. And I have to say, like, I'm saying this and it's really hard because being married 12 years and, and four kids and, you know, you even, the pills can muck up your hormones and then you, you're like, have zero desire. You're like, don't even come close to me. And, and it's like, where does this leave your relationship? And, and it's really hard. And it's also really hard to talk about it with your partner sometimes, because that's another thing that is like, we're not taught is like, how do we communicate about this? How do we say, I'm not happy, or I want you to touch me more? Or why don't you try? Can we try this? Or can we create a line of communication about this? And that is really, really hard when two individuals are stressed and overwhelmed in their own way and then try to come together and create something amazing and it can take a really long time as well as at the same time i just really want there to be a voice for that 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 it's normal yet you can also make the change and what is it that you want a lot of this applies and i we've spoken on the birth control panel about how birth control can affect or hormonal birth control can affect desire and interest. But talk to me about the drifting apart or when a marriage feels more like roommates and a, a, a company partnership. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a to-do list, a daily to-do list. So it will be different for everybody. For me, it was more when we had our first child and then it was the stress factors of dealing with the first child and figuring out how to feed and not sleeping. Bless my firstborn. <laughs> he didn't sleep well at all. The feeding was a nightmare. I mean, I just pushed through, but it made me exhausted. My husband was great support for that. Yet after that, I found almost like we never really found a rhythm again for us as a couple together because there were so many outside factors. It's, yeah, it's, and you go on the pill, depending on what pill, it's different for everybody, how they react, so respond to that. So always talk to your doctor, I would say, talk to your doctor, you know, talk to people that know, because you can change it, you can figure it out. There are other ways, because if you feel like your body is changing and you feel like you, you can't reach out the way you want to physically, and you can't get together the way you'd want to, that those are already signs I'd be like, okay, don't let that go on for too long because then it's almost creating this space where it's okay to not try or get together again. And then the longer it goes, 
the harder I find is tend to reconnect again. And it's almost like, okay, how do we reconnect again? Is it just, you know, through communication, through talking points? I know people do date nights and then they, you know, schedule it in. <laughs> I'm really not good at that. <laughs> I Why? cannot schedule it in because of the pressure. That pressure freaks me out. And then I find I'm not me and I'm not relaxing. I find like I just got to do the thing, this other thing on my to-do list. So let's just do it. But then when I'm not relaxed and then I'm not me, then then I how do I then have a physical relationship? Do you understand I have a physical relationship and get together the way I want to? So for me, it is more creating that space together of, you know, where we're at, are we happy? And how can we make it better? Yeah, you're reminding me of a trip that I scheduled with my husband that was so stressful to schedule because it was between my work trips, between his work trips, we had to train in a babysitter so he could leave. It took so much effort to take a day off. It was supposed to be two days and ended up being one day. One hour into our trip, we got a phone from our doctor. We had to turn around and come home because one of our daughters was positive for strep oh, no. from like four days earlier because the second thing went to lab. And I came home. I needed, I went to sleep for like three hours. I was so exhausted from the whole preparation of trying to go away. But you saying how scheduling date night can just be so exhausting and the pressure of that's another thing on your, your heavy workload. And now you have another thing added to your schedule. So I, I related to the, the non-vacation, the non-trip that didn't happen. So how do you come back to it? Because you've been working hard at it and trying different things. I'm curious also based on communicating with your partner, what has he offered or communicated on his behalf the first the hardest part for me was actually creating that line of communication and on a deeper level rather than just saying this isn't happening or it's not working right we agree yes we agree and then kind of like the conversation can stop and then how do you then take it on a deeper level so i did um seek out some professional help like together and then for me personally i just educated myself different levels like i tried to research and find different information in the jewish sphere with you know what is there talked about what can i find so there's amazing you know there's podcasts there's educators there's rabbis there's they don't necessarily go into so much there's one podcast that does talk about these things and i listened a little bit to that what's the name of the podcast and i think it's judaism and intimacy i'd have to look it up not look intimate up, judaism maybe it is intimate judaism so, so certain topics there are like touched on and then they can get you to think you know okay what is that for me like where am i at and then you take and then my brain what my brain does it just it kind of continues the story in my head okay so right so this is okay and then where am i at and then what can i do and then what so it kind of like gets the spark of my neurons going and then i go on fire and wire and like go crazy <laughs> but it's still work in progress in a sense that we're all trying he's trying i'm trying we haven't really found the solution or the groove but at least i think we are both in the same space together rather than really separate because what can happen is like you really just become your day-to-day -day, you know routine and robot and that's what you do you you answer all you you just do the things that you need to do you answer them and then you go and you say good night but it's like okay you know what are the things the little things that we can do together you know is it you know we we need to have more cuddling we need to touch more we need to do this more often we need to talk more often so those are the things that we both agreed on and we got together to that and we were like okay what are the things that we need to try harder which is making time for us as a marriage as a couple and making making an effort to to create the space to to be more romantic i guess which you know <laughs> the romance part is again for every couple it is different and they've established and created a different base but as, long, as soon as you have red flags and you realize you're not happy and, you know, you want to change that, that's when you, you need to really raise your hand and say, 
hey, darling, can we chat about this? And most of the time, I mean, your, your husband, your partner will want to make you happy too. And they will be also wanting to have a fulfilled physical intimacy. Would you say it's it's mirrored usually? Like if you're feeling that way, your spouse is probably also feeling that way or not necessarily? Most of the time, yes. But I would also say sometimes they have their own thing going. And depending on your own awareness to your emotional and mental well-being, you're not necessarily aware of, is there something else inside of me that is stopping you? I'm struggling with, in a sense. That's why I say, like, every every couple, every individual needs to really check in with themselves again. Like, you know, am I just totally mentally and physically and emotionally just detached and not able and available? So they need to work through that to then also get together. So sometimes, yes, it is, of course, most of the time in relationships, things are mirrored. Every individual, again, will have its own struggles. But you need to then, I guess, maybe create that space again. Is there anything else bothering you? Is there anything else that is stressing you out or you're struggling with or beat physically? I had also endometriosis. So, you know, was it my endometriosis playing up again at times? Or was it something else for my husband that wasn't really physically, emotionally, mentally, you know? But that is, again, on an individual level, but creating that space together to talk to each other. So when you say it was so hard to schedule in or plan a play, uh, not a play date, a date night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what did work? I I know you seek professional help, but what were the tools that clicked for you that you tried? What did seem to be making improvements? For me, it was definitely saying the things that I didn't like or that were missing saying like you know let's say we sit down in the evening for a half an hour or not is like we sit close to each other or, or the way maybe one says good night to the other being more aware of that for me also it was lunch dates so because in the evening i'm so tired or it was hard to get the kids to bed or to get a babysitter or or you know it was covid and we you didn't so it's like when you do can for us yeah like during the day to go for a walk or to go out for lunch and reconnecting that way. I mean, I still hope we can go away (laughs) alone together but because I haven't gone away for two years. But even without that, you know, either it being too stressful or it's just not being possible, what are the things that can work for you? Maybe make sure that before one gets too tired to reconnect, you know, then. And also taking the pressure off that we need to go all the way tonight you know like tonight's like and i need to go all the way it's like no just really ease into it and just see how it goes and how it flows and where your partner is and where you are and it's not easy (laughs) and it can still feel like pressure so taking the pressure off is really hard i find because it's something that you so much want and hasn't maybe happened in so long and you're like you really you want it to happen (laughs) but you also want it to be really real you wanted to feel spontaneous you wanted to feel like what you felt like when the joys and sparks were brand yes so the spontaneity you have to maybe let go a little bit because it's really hard to just be super spontaneous with it so it's like the balance of not scheduling it in and not being able to have it super spontaneous and then finding the rhythm there and it and it'll change week by week you know you have a bad day uh kids are sick uh, you can't I don't know you're really unwell um you're really angry I don't know (laughs) so can I add something because an idea popped into my head and I'm wondering if you'd be kind enough to let me share in coaching I've worked with clients sometimes they come to me and they're so overwhelmed with the amount of tasks they have to do and everything is just so taking away from them and then we come up with some new ideas based on their goals and dreams. And it just seems like extra work now. Now now you have more things to do and more things to pile on into your schedule. And the, the shift, the mind shift that has to happen here for them, very often we're putting in new things into your life. Yes, you might be a little busier for a little bit. Eventually other things drift away or become less relevant or less important. But the point is that it will energize your life enough to make the other things so insignificant and take up less energy and space in your life. 
So for example, in my life, the more I focus on my podcast and my music and my clients, the easier it is to clean up the toys 5 million times after my kids, the easier it is to not pay attention to when things get splattered on the wall or there's, you know, marker on furniture because I have other things that are really keeping me excited and my mind is running on that. So that doesn't feel so big and so disappointing when the smaller things eat away at you. So if I can translate that into marriage, if you think about, you know, you're struggling in your marriage and now you have to start carving time to speak to your spouse and it feels almost scheduled and, and unnatural. And there's negative resentment and built up that, that you're dealing with when you're attempting to bring something in. But ideally, what we're trying to do there is make that energy so powerful, bring that desire back and enjoyment back. So it sparks the rest of your life and the things that seem to be pulling at you, like not being able to sleep at night and being able to have your body to yourself because of children and multiple children and crazy day to day. Here, you're suddenly in a place where those things aren't so hard because you are taking care of yourself, your emotional intimacy and your marriage. And ultimately, intimacy is energizing you. And and that's a big flip of a switch when you feel like connecting with your husband is giving you so much energy. And it will. Yes, it, it does. It balances out. It balances out, you know, because I mean, not only what it does hormonally and like physically being intimate, but yeah, it does give you this boost, you know, even, you know, confidence and energy and, and also things are going well and the joy. So the more joy you can create in the home and the more that you can radiate and spark it, you know, all over everything you do so exactly so because you said without overwhelming yourself but when you have all these things pulling at you and draining you you need to make sure that you can then fill yourself up again which whichever way it is so you know be it your work that fills you up or be the walk or be you know exercising or you know re- and also the physical part of your marriage make sure that those are happening and then once you get a bit you know those more into a flow and they're happening more often, then your brain can see them more often, and then you energize more often, and you see the positivity of it and the the energy of it, and that will fuel you more. Also, I also think that once you can see and focus on the good things happening, or you are doing and focusing in life on the things that you are love doing, and because they fill you up more, then when things don't go your way, as you said, like things, you know, whatever life is throwing at you, you have the emotional and physical energy to hold that space for things not going well. So you deal with it in the moment. And that's also, I guess, a little bit where mindfulness is coming in, where you're not so much in your brain as like, I need to do all these things, but you're like, okay, so right now I need to clean up that splatter. That's okay. And then you do it and then you let it go. It's not still in your head. Oh my gosh, I'm cleaning up all day. That's all what I do. And that you can deal with it, let it go. So you kind of deal with each things and then let it go because you have found your equilibrium. Yes, you have found your equilibrium, your balance, like, you know, in overall uh, how you work and how it works best for you. And then that's where then, you know, joy and energy and peace can come in for yourself. Do you think the way are from marriages are designed, you know, from dating to getting married to having babies right away, or at least that's, you know, how, how we're educated. Is there room for couples to create that energizing energy that once you throw a baby into the mix, they have enough of a foundation to get through that? Or it's really couple by couple? It is couple by couple, I think. It also depends how the couple grew up. Did you grow up in a house that never talked about anything? Did you see your parents hold your hands and kiss each other or not? So at the same time, we are not really the way it's programmed. It's programmed in a very specific way. So if this program doesn't suit you necessarily, or you're not sure, or you're scared, you know, like people saying, like, I have no choice. This is just how it is. Well, but what if it? not right for you and then you see three four five years later you're really struggling or you're really not connected or you haven't been intimate for eight months 
you did everything the program said but then and then you're like and then where do i turn and then what and then and then you're empty or disconnected so i think it's a bit of both it's being aware that there's no there's no program there's a yes there's there are things that either you want to happen and you want to have a baby right away you want things to be a certain way which is fine but also make sure you get to know yourself and make sure you communicate that to your partner and where your partner is at as well so that line of communication is always there with the ups and downs because there are ups and downs you know we are going to go through life and life's journeys and you know uh, unfortunately people have miscarriages as well and you know and then to build intimacy again from that or your body after that and th th i mean that's a whole other topic but you can't just say this is the program i choose for the next 80 years because you don't know what life's going to throw at you well there is nida that comes and brings a little of that structure that lack yes and then you know it comes back so you can work on the emotional intimacy without the expectation of physical intimacy but nida changes too in a sense some people don't get the period on the mini pill or on the on the on iud so then they never need that so that changes as well or some people have really you know they bleed so much that they almost cannot create that physical intimacy because they always have and that's where it's really important to have the right professional people to get in touch with so you can tell you know that spotting that's fine you're fine because a lot of people are also very scared with the Allah and with nida or they feel that it can go either way. Some people, you know, they love Nida and going to Mikvah and it really sparks them. Other people are really, really struggle to find the connection with it. Other people, they do it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that then they're, they do, you know, Nida, non-Nida, Nida, non-Nida, they do all the halakha. doesn't mean that when they're not Nida, that they're physical or emotional when their Nida connection is exactly the way, the way they want to. Have you ever considered or like, did your ever mind go to the place of, you know, I'm not getting the emotional intimacy here and seeking it elsewhere or suspecting that your partner might be getting it elsewhere. Is that ever a thought or never? No, not for me. No, because that like I really like I am committed. I am devoted to my marriage and to myself, I guess, and to my husband. And that's that's where it plays out that there have been in actually in certain color classes that I've I mean, to become a color teacher, there have been questions there um, by people, not necessarily of getting it elsewhere, like with another person, in a sense, cheating. But I guess it does happen. You, you, you know, people. Humans are humans. <laughs> yes. And I guess then it's not. It's also what I want to say, though, is that it's a reflection on the person doing it on themselves. I don't think it's a reflection on their partner. I think it's they may be lonely or hurt or have a lack or not in touch or really have a desire of being physically touched. But for me, that's not somewhere that I'm going. And also the other question is like, you know, can my partner watch or can we watch together? I guess inappropriate content. Like those were the questions asked in those in, in the classes. I was like, wow. Like I, I met personally, I was like, I never went there. I never thought of all these things. And I was like, yeah, but they are out there. So what are the answers? What did they say in the classes? And it's not a solution necessarily. And it's not the ideal. I mean, not, not cheating. I'm just saying watch content or that's more or less what was discussed. But at the same time, again, having that conversation of, what is lacking or why do you feel you need to go there to feel fulfilled or to have that connection and i think that's where it comes down to again you know where you're at and what is lacking what do you want so have you worked with young couples or brides and how do you talk about these things without it going over their head because they are usually or hopefully in la la land and this makes no sense so yes don't go into details <laughs> like just make sure that you are there for them forever you know it's i always would say it's a lifetime commitment with the beginning checking in regularly and always saying i'm always here for you and you know things there's lots of different things that can happen you know before you have kids when you're trying to have kids after you have kids depending on their education and background you can maybe talk about certain things with a title not to scare them yeah but you really have to get to know your bride 
and where they're at. And because they're in La La Land or because they have to take in a lot of other things, I guess, you know, you make sure you cover your bases, but you also make sure that you have this relationship, this connection that a lot of things will happen. It's, a, you know, you're human and this is life's journey and it will throw all kinds of things at you. We don't know what's going to throw at you and I'm always here for you. I can help you and I can direct you and I'm, I'm your cheerleader. I'm your support. Now, at one point of trying and trying to like bring the intimacy back, the emotional sparks back, and let's say it's working or really slowly or barely working, at what point is that a reason to decide to divorce or is that just lack of willing to try? Because we're talking about parif slash, we're not talking about anything unhealthy. We're talking about just human relationships that are drifting apart. They're not tangoing together anymore. So it's not something that's like dangerous. It's not unhealthy. You know, no one's getting abused necessarily, which we talk about in many divorce cases. Or does it always end up working out? Because whatever was there when people (laughs) had when they got married, you you have to be able to activate that again. Yeah, I I believe you can bring it back. That's possible. I I can't be the judge and saying get a divorce. This is the only uh, this is the only way. At the same time, I have had people tell me, oh, I'm going to get divorced and not necessarily because of lack of intimacy. But I also feel that we have to be careful nowadays not to use that word just because it is, I don't want to say easier, but it is a more of a thing nowadays than it was maybe 50, 80, 100 years ago. So I, I don't want to be like saying you haven't tried hard enough, you know, try harder, work harder. Because I don't know where that person's at. I mean, they really need to 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 evaluate that themselves. But I would definitely say, if certain things haven't worked, then try with professional help and 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 and, and discuss with your husband or partner. In the sense, is this our only way out? Like, have we drifted so far apart that we are only happy separate? And and also, what it would do to you and your family, emotionally, physically, mentally, financially. Like. All of that is is that really the life that that you want to live like what what life do you want to live i understand like if if let's say you're still living like roommates on a day-to-day basis and you're unhappy and you're miserable and you cannot find the joy and that balance of i'm going to fill myself up with the things i love and then i can also rekindle and re-energize myself with my intimacy and you're so unhappy yet then check in also are there other things that may make you unhappy that are not working out for you and you're blaming it all on the lack of your partner and you being intimate it can be other things that our brain just needs to find well that's just the reason that that's the problem that's the only thing that is the problem and therefore i just need to run away if there's other things happening for you they will just come with you so the divorce in the end will not bring you the happiness and the peace and the energy that you want what about a power imbalance when you know you start off a marriage in one way and then one or the other person becomes super successful and and they change a little bit and the dynamics change their hobbies change and the other partner hasn't necessarily gone through such a transformation changes the dynamics in a marriage how would you say that affects the issues the challenges so I think, and that's definitely something I would tell a bride, is that you're two individuals and you're going through life's journey. Yes, you're married, yet you're also going through life's journey as individuals. So you will evolve and grow and change differently. That, that is something that, that will happen. And if it's, some, let's say somebody makes huge leaps and the other one's not really doing many leaps. Well, one is, is that a problem? It could be that the dynamics really shift and change, but it works great and everyone's really, really excited and happy with the changes. I think it's only an issue if, let's say, the one that is really, really evolving and growing has an expectation of the other to evolve and grow in the same way, or the one who hasn't evolved and grown feels really intimidated and scared through the change and leaps of the other. And there we'll come back as like, where, where, where's our marriage? Who, who are we? And and are, are we together? Are you just up there and I'm down here? Or, you know, we're totally like flapping around? 
or can we float together and swim together or dance together? And even in a dance, let's say, you know, the infinity sign like this goes up and down and up and down. Like, you know, it's a flow, it's a flow of things. So again, I would say it's, it's coming together and making the time to be married together and say like, look, I'm really struggling with, um, I mean, I, I can't put words in people's mouths and situations, but like if somebody has really evolved, first of all, if you have the expectation of somebody else doing the same thing as you, you, you have to let it go. You can't expect to grow and evolve and then see like, well, copy paste that to you and why you're not doing that. Like, yeah, no, it's not working for me. Well, that that's, that's again, like it's, I would say that's you, your and your own self putting it on the other, which is not fair. It's not right. And if the other struggles with the growth and the amazing super success and the dynamics and the energy doesn't feel right, then, well, that's a red flag. It's like, can we talk about it of how we can bring joy and us together back into our dynamics in our home and the peace? How would you say your marriage is doing now? Like after you've learned all, all of this and after you've been implementing so much and really working on yourselves? Much more peaceful and kind there's definitely this line of communication is there so there's it's like the roads open you know how you sometimes have like road closed don't don't, don't drive in there so definitely the roads open you know like whenever i know i can bring it up i can talk about it i can even say you know what i'd like yet the also the the understanding of even if you say something doesn't mean it's going to change right away you have to say something maybe a few times and then without getting angry or feel frustrated because that almost kills the joy in things so really finding so that's where i feel like that's where we're at right now is having that i mean we've had a lot of other things going on with covid and kids and online school so there was a lot of mental and day-to-day stressors and, and emotional stressors and other things that happened in the last just I mean, last two years in the last six months. And then so really together acknowledging that, like really saying like, because nobody can read your mind. And um, so really putting it into words that this is all that is happening to me. <laughs> and, and this is where we're at, or that's where I think we're at. And I'm not okay with this. And then through the whole, the work that I did myself and we together and talking and making the time, it is definitely a less angry, less tension, a more loving and calm relationship and togetherness. That's so nice to hear. I wanted to add one more thing. I feel like it's a common like issue maybe that comes up anytime that there is a scheduled time to spend time together. A lot of the things that need to be talked about or discussed or planned or logistics end up coming up. And then that time together turns into a meeting basically (laughs) let's talk finances let's talk this let's talk (laughs) we have to plan this or we need to do this for this kid or and that that's that's not the stuff that fuels (laughs) intimacy. I would say make sure you have a budget night so on budget night you talk the finances and you talk you know things that need to be done and depending on the couple like some you know it could just be whatsapp for kids okay this kid needs this whatsapp you this this kid needs that i can just whatsapp it to you because everybody works differently people just put things in calendars people just put you know do it right away or make a family calendar if that works for your family everybody works differently if of how what needs to get done but definitely you know the day the camp school kids doctors appointments usually there will be a bit of a dynamic who is more in charge of doctor appointments and and whatnot so also if you're not happy with that say that you know i want you to take half the load of all the appointments we need to do um because i'm totally overwhelmed and stressed or if you're happy to do it or you know you do it but that's definitely almost on a different kind of day and schedule and time slot than your marriage it actually reminds me of when we just got engaged one of my good friends gave me one of the best advice so all the brides to be all the engaged people whenever you have a wedding to plan make sure you make time to plan your wedding and at the same time before your wedding make sure you have dates and you're not allowed to talk anything about the upcoming wedding it is just a date for fun and joy and nothing wedding stuffy comes up it's a time to practice how to not talk about the busy stuff exactly 
Yeah. You learn already advice. to make time for you. 19 and I didn't plan any parts of my wedding <laughs> when I got married. Oh, so. Are you, were you happy with that? I was very happy with that. Fantastic. Then it's good. Well, you know, you have the brides that really want to do it all. And then you have the brides who don't want to do anything. So well, I did my you know, dress, my shadows and my benchers. That's it. Yay. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm very yes. blessed. So Daphne, can you talk to me about, you know, from person they may not have seen their parents ever show affection in public and by public I mean in front of their children how do they know exactly what they desire I would say really get comfortable with your own body with your physical self so when you are sitting down and be you know am I happy what do I desire what do I want at the same time checking are you do you love your body you know, are you in touch with your physical body and then get to know your body. Don't be shy. I would say explore your body and know what you like and what you don't like either on your own or even with your husband and, and, you know, try things out and then figuring out what you desire and what you like and don't like, because that's what also can create more joy inside of you. I, I would add in, there are a lot of tools out there to help people relax that we normally think of as unhealthy tools. <laughs> alcohol. No, alcohol. I'm thinking of alcohol. I'm thinking of sometimes recreational would, things. I, yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say do what I like. Drugs. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't um, know, some people have a very hard time like letting their guard relax. down and relaxing they can't turn yes. off work stress life stress so it'll be different for everybody so really help yourself if it's let's say in a movie set you've seen all these candles everywhere a wine bottle champagne strawberries do that all like you know have a shower have a shower together you, you know like really help yourself to relax yes have 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 some alcohol, have a drink, have it, have it at dinner, and then have another one a bit later on. Um, there's um, okay, something that I drink. learned. <laughs> a drink. Okay. Yeah. Keep talking. Two drinks. Four <laughs> drinks. Have the whole bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think having a whole um, bottle just puts you to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, don't be shy in investing in yourself. And if you've seen something you know, lingerie, because you love it and your husband loves it, creating the atmosphere that helps you to relax, you know, buy this really expensive massage oil, spoil yourself, invest in that. I would definitely, definitely suggest that. The other thing that I, I, I did learn, and that's going a very intimate here, is that your mouth is the mirror of your vagina. So if your mouth is very tight and closed, it will be the same. So if you want to relax and really just be coming to the moment, you have to also really be aware of your facial muscles because in your neck and in your, your jaw and your mouth, you hold a lot of tension. And a lot of times we're not even aware of it half the time. So I would say really move out of your head for a moment, let everything go and just really make sure all your muscles in your jaw and in your neck and your shoulders. That's why a massage would be really, really helpful or hot shower or maybe i don't know if, if you want to have you on the couch and you just want to relax have a hot water bottle on your shoulders and neck not just to really become aware of your muscles in your shoulders and neck and jaw and mouth and to really relax them and really letting go and then also becoming aware of your lips like that is a very central part and opening it up relaxing it and then see See what happens. See how you respond and how your body responds to this. Yeah. I, if I didn't know better, I think you're a yoga teacher who uses breath and the mouth to relax the rest of the body. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Was there anything else we wanted to add in? When there's disconnection in the relationship, there's a lot of pain and loneliness on this journey of figuring things out. And it's really hard that things are not the way you want them to be. You know, you're not connected the way you want to be connected. And even 
if you know that your partner is also not happy, there's many, many days and nights where you feel really lonely and sad and very uncertain. And having uncertainty in the relationship can be so hard and nerve-wracking. And especially when we don't necessarily know what we want or how it needs to look like or how what is the first step to get there or even if we don't know exactly what is our partner thinking or wanting that is the stage where it can be very lonely and very draining and it takes a lot out of you because it's just all the time in your head and you still need to do the things you know and have your day to day and still interact with each other <laughs> that doesn't go away so finding then the people to turn to, to speak up, to find somebody to help both, you know, be the professional or maybe a friend, or also then finding the courage to say, hey, I'm not happy. Where are you at with things? How can we make this better? Or I actually want more of this, or I want to try this out. And it can take, though, a lot of time. Like these are not things that happen within a week, I find, or it wasn't for me. These were things that took quite a while and the journey back together can also be a very slow process i would say to finding out a way to communicate and to speak up is definitely a way forward and even just writing little notes of what one visualizes of what they want or think they need and having those as reminders and talking about those that can be very uh, powerful. I think this is one of the most powerful tools is, you know, writing things down just for ourselves, even if no one else will see it, but things that we can go back to and then our unconscious will come up with things that need to be heard. I want people to know they're not alone in this and that there's a way forward and a way of figuring things out. So thank you so much, Daphna, for coming on, having your you um, for having me. marriage healer hat on for us and, and talking us through your personal journey in this. If anyone would like to reach out to you, where could they find you? They can find me on Instagram or Facebook, YouTube. Um, I'm there at Inner Me Kids. So Inner Me Kids on Facebook and Instagram and on YouTube. Thank you so much, Daphna. Yeah. And also on your music video, some of your music videos. Yes, you if do. If you want to do some, some yoga. To Francisca, you definitely go to Daphna for that. Thank you so, so much, Daphna. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Hey, friends, Dance. Thanks so much for listening until the end. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to participate in the conversation on the WhatsApp group, please do join. The link is in the show notes. I love hearing your ideas and suggestions. We are planning this new next season out and I am very excited about the new episodes coming up. Here are some other ways you can help support the show. Tell a friend, subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app so you don't miss another episode and keep spreading the word about the show. You have been helping us grow and it means the world to me. I'm so happy to be connecting with so many of you and really bringing conversations around topics that you are requesting. So I hope you have a beautiful week. I'm Francisca, your podcasting expert, and see you next time.